This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is August the 4th, 2020. Stronghand, long-term thinking. Buy and hold. This game is not rigged. Golden age of the 2020s. Holder of last resort. Be a unique beast. We're one day closer to an all-time high. I am still offended by selling. You're going to get no fancy sets or graphics here. Just insider information, baby. Stuff you can use. You're going to get smarter. You're going to get smart. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. Enough of that. Hey, dudes. Uh, if you got questions, I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister. Do a super chat. Uh, and hello, my elite friends. How, how are you doing tonight? Tonight? No, it's this afternoon here. And I'm going to go running soon. So let me say one thing. Newbies. Newbies are on the way. Watch yesterday's show. It's linked to below. And... They're going to be hearing about DeFi, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and you better believe it. In the land of Coinbase, when they land there, they it's going to be unit bias again. Well, I've heard about this Ethereum thing. I've heard about this Bitcoin thing. This Ethereum is a lot cheaper, a lot cheaper. And yeah, sure it is. What, $400 to $11,000? But again, they don't understand. You can buy a fraction, et cetera, et cetera. They don't know what the real thing is. So we can see... Um, there could be a considerable amount of people, a substantial amount of people that just buy Ethereum because they thought it was cheaper. <laughs> so, so be ready for that. I, I was thinking about that. Uh, Ethereum newbies. Because this time around, it's a lot easier to buy a, a Ethereum than last time around. Now, for, for your fiat, for you fiat freaks. All right. Uh, moving on to uh, sticking with the Ethereum topic. Excuse me. There's some people out there, they love authority. They need some sort of authority. Um, and so I've mentioned this before with, Vita uh, with Vitalik and Ethereum. Vitalik Buterin is the, the, the founder of Ethereum, and he is the authority over there. People like it. It's, it's reassuring to people. I mean, pe people are raised in an environment where there's the president. Everyone respects the president. Everyone respects the teacher. Uh, people are put on uh, pedestals and worshipped, and uh, people defer their uh, decision-making to others. They can't control their own lives. They do not understand what true freedom is. Now, there's there's a spectrum there. I mean, so, some people are more free than others. Some people only defer to, to authority on certain occasions. Uh, but they they like – in there are people that like Ethereum because they can point to the leader – they can say, well, he can change, he can tinker with the with the policy. The policy is not set in stone. We need a philosopher king who can rule. And it just, it made me wonder, and that's fine. If people like that, if they if they don't want to be play where the big boys play in Bitcoin and they, they want a leader, well, that, they, they'll get that. And if they don't want everything set in stone, well, that's Ethereum. They're they're changing their monetary policy right now. Uh, now, but but what I wonder is if in in the realm of uh, Bitcoin fans and in the realm of Ethereum fans, are there uh, more anti-lockdown people in Bitcoin than Ethereum? Because 
you, you would suspect that if, if people in Bitcoin, we don't, we, don't, we don't want authority. We don't want authority telling us what to do or changing things. But in Ethereum, they, they, they do. So it, it does make – now, there are plenty of people in Bitcoin, sadly, that have gone, gone along with uh, whatever the leaders say. Whatever the leaders say, they are correct. And it's been shocking. It's 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 been been shocking. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would think there are more people in Ethereum that want uh, decisions made for them, and thus are more likely and are into social justice. And uh, you know, Ethereum's kind of got a little theme to it sometimes. You know, the Silicon Valley people they, they like social justice and stuff. So I wonder if if that in in uh, in the real world, if that means more people if Ethereum people are more likely to go with the uh, flow of uh, what's been going on in, in current events. And uh, they, they think they, they worry about more what, what's, what's best for the state than what's uh, best for the, the individual. There, there are less of individuals there in uh, Ethereum, but I don't want to accuse anyone of anything here. Just, it was a thought. I was thinking about this the other day because I did, I did mention Ethereum yesterday uh, in, 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 a, in a positive light, actually. And some people were surprised. And now I'm thinking about it more. All right, dudes, pound that like button. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. You get a new freaking show every day. That is conviction. That is the strong hand that you see on this shirt. Uh, yeah, you can get shirts like this linked to below. Now, I want to talk about someone that I, I, I've mentioned this a few times now when I was on the Bitcoin Magazine show. And I see we have a question. I'll get to that in a second. Um, when I was on the Bitcoin Magazine show, which some of you have listened to on, on my podcast at sportsmeister.com, some of you have watched it at disruptmeister.com, but Christian brought a lot of people together that I had really not encountered before. And some of them have already, Alessandro has appeared on the show now, and uh, Miss Hoddle has appeared on my show now. I met them that that uh, uh, during that show, and Brandon I met uh, someone that I met on the show is Rhea, and Rhea hasn't been on the show. Rhea works for Fidelity, and she's the person who put together this ex, who wrote this excellent report that I'm going to talk about now. That I think uh, if you're a fan of the uh, 21 million, the 21 million Bitcoin limit that it's set in stone, you're going to love this uh, invest Bitcoin investment thesis. An Aspirational Store of Value uh, by Ria, I can't pronounce her name, Butoria, uh, Director of Research over there. So she's, she's very smart. She, re she reminds me of when I met uh, in 2017 when I first had Nick Carter on my show. She reminds me of Nick Carter, and she actually interviewed – I spoke to Nick Carter for this report. He gave her some information, I, I guess. Now, so, so this report basically is her. She talked to a bunch of smart people who explain why they uh, invest in Bitcoin. And so she sums it up very nicely. And I assume that Fidelity is going to use this report to convince their current customers to become larger Fidelity customers uh, with Bitcoin allocations through Fidelity. OK, and it, it serves that purpose. You, you can tell it, it's, it's going to. Uh, convince people who are already long-term thinkers into long-term investments that they can be comfortable with Bitcoin as a long-term investment and scarcity. It's, it's all about scarcity, set, set supply and scarcity. That's why I got into Bitcoin. 
I mean, I, I, I loved it. Well, I, I love technology also. And I thought, well, this is, this is it. This is, this is internet money that's scarce. Uh, there's only going to be 21 million of it. And it's, you can't fake it. You can't forge it. Security truth machine. No, I didn't come up with that. That's, uh, that's, uh, what's his face? Dan Tapiero. But, but, but you, you get the, and I love, I love it. Aspirational store of value. I don't know if she came up with that or not, but it is, it's a, we all recognize that it is a store of value. And at the same time, we're, we're so early on that we, we, we know that uh, it's going to be even a better store value, or it, it hasn't attained all of its value yet. How about that? That that's the aspirational aspect of it. So she said, many investors consider Bitcoin to be an aspirational store of value in that it has properties of a store of value, but has yet to be widely accepted as such. Okay, I should have I should have said that. <laughs> she said it a lot better than I. Uh, uh, the silver lining of Bitcoin's volatility. This is a summary. Okay, you should read the whole thing. But the, the the silver lining of Bitcoin's volatility, at least in the early days, is that it is a catalyst that attracts attention, development, and innovation. I thought that was a really good way of framing. Uh, because a lot of people try to say that uh, the vol- Bitcoin's volatility scares people away, but in fact, it is a catalyst that attracts attention. So it's a it's a marketing tool for Bitcoin. Uh, and uh, it, it does uh, spur development and innovation also. Now, uh, scarcity is the key characteristic cited in reference to a good store of value as it is essential for protecting against the depreciation of real value in the long run. One of Bitcoin's most novel innovations is its unforgeable digital scarcity. Guys, don't complexity worship your lives away. This is it. It's people want Bitcoin to do every single little thing on Earth. They, they say, well, Ethereum can do this. This this one can do this. This one can do that. No, the bottom line is quite simple. It's quite simple. Its innovation is unforgeable digital scarcity. Pound that like button. Repeat it. Scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. Location, location, location in real estate. With Bitcoin, it is scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. I just made that up. I got to remember that. Uh, someone remember that. Make a clip of that. That was good. All right. So Bitcoin scarcity was coded into and value your Bitcoin over your real estate, of course, especially now when the government says uh, has totally devalued uh, real estate, rental real estate when the renters don't have to pay rent anymore. <laughs> that, is that fascism or what? Picking and choosing industries that real estate is going to be a loser industry now because now renters don't have to pay rent. That's fascism. All right. Going back to this, they can't change Bitcoin, though. Bitcoin scarcity was coded into the protocol when it was created. The independence of the monetary policy is enforced by the decentralized network of computers supporting network and proof of work. So there you go. It's not Vitalik doing the uh, doing doing the monetary policy. It's uh, the decentralized network of computers supporting the network and proof of work. All right. And it's, uh, again, it's coded into the protocol and uh, scarcity, baby. Scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. Your piece of the monetary pie, this is me, your piece of the monetary pie does not decrease in Bitcoin. Well, it does in fiat. So if you're saving in fiat, if you're saving in dollar, your, your piece of all the dollars out there, your percentage of dollars, it, it, it's going down, okay, because they keep on printing more and more. With Bitcoin, 
it's actually going up because people lose the, their Bitcoin. All right. So pe people always say, well, you, you could break it down into Satoshis. Dude, that's just a mind game right there. Europe, there's still only going to be 21 million of it. You still own the same percentage of the 21 million that you did before, no matter if you listed in Satoshis, you listed in whatever. All right. Now, uh, we, we will go to, oh, finally, a quote from Satoshi Nakamoto that is in the report. The, the nature of Bitcoin is such that version, once version 0.1, uh, 0 0.1 was released, the core design was set in stone for the rest of its lifetime. Now, so for some people, that's very scary, okay? That's something they want a philosopher king that can change. We were talking about that beforehand. That 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 uh, that that can change the uh, the nature of Bitcoin. All right, its core design was set in stone uh, for the rest of its lifetime. Okay, and for for long term thinkers, that is not scary. That is so awesome. Okay, you can plan your long term monetary. Uh, situation uh, around that it's not changing. Okay. That assurance is so awesome. You know exactly what you're getting. You know that here in 2020, you're getting what you're getting. It's going to be in 2040. It's going to be the same exact thing. Vitalik isn't going to change it. Uh, there's not going to be a whim, uh, uh, you know, a, a political whim to change things. Some people, again, they, they don't like things being set in stone. They don't, uh, they want someone else. They're not confident in their own selves where they're like, okay, I'm sticking with this policy. That's it. All right. They, they want someone to change it for them. They want there to be some leeway. There is no leeway in Bitcoin. It's set in freaking stone. That is freaking awesome. That is why I got into this darn thing. And this report, if you have that similar mindset to me, uh, you'll, you'll enjoy this report. All right. Define. Good job, Bria. Very good report. She's, she's an up and comer on, on, on the Bitcoin scene. And I guess that's why Fidelity hired her. They are, um, yeah, they're, they're, they got a lot of money and, uh, may, may they uh, get even more into Bitcoin. All right. Defiance over compliance. Let's go to the questions here. I see UK Bitcoin masters in the house quickly. Uh, I want to make sure I don't miss anything here. Uh, I'm only answering the ones where I can, it's you, you do Bitcoin Meister, do a super chat. I keep hearing about wrapped Bitcoin on Ethereum. What would, why would anyone take the most secure digital asset in history by a thousand miles and tie it up on Ethereum's poor security model? Dude, I do not get it either. You're like, okay, here's my Bitcoin. I'm, I now I have an IOU on Ethereum. You traded your Bitcoin for an IOU. What are you doing, man? What are you forgetting? And it's, it's got something to do with DeFi. It's gambling. Dude, dude uh, Brian, very, uh, it was Brian, uh, I always pronounce his name wrong. Jacuto. 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 Brian Jacuto <laughs> said that. And that was, that was a very good uh, comment there. I, I, I and hey, <laughs> it's sad. It's really sad. Um, but it, it'll probably help us holders once uh, some of these IOUs are, uh, not uh not not returned <laughs> oh man it's uh it's it's, it's very unfortunate i i don't know why any it, it, you want to play the DeFi game that much that you give up your precious bitcoin for an iou okay that's it I, I i've said it before let people financially innovate 
I guess that's an innovation for me. It's gambling. I, I don't want to play that game. Adam, have you read the book, the book of Satoshi? No, I have not. John, no, I have not. I don't, I had, I, uh, I read uh, fiction books now. I recommend, uh, I'm still on the, uh, the Zen motorcycle book, whatever that, I forget what the name of the book I'm reading is called. It's a good book though. Uh, Zen and the uh, art of motorcycle maintenance. Is that, is that what it's called? I, I know it was written in 1974. That's that's all I can remember about. Uh, the, well, uh, it's good. It's a good book. Good good book. And I will give a report on that on the Beyond Bitcoin Show on a Saturday in the future. Make sure you subscribe to the backup channel. It is linked to below if you like uh, all, all sorts of ba- of uh, uh, Beyond Bitcoin type of topics. You never know when you're going to get a book review from me. Ooh. Not bad on the last name pronunciation, Brian said. Okay, I, I tried my best, man. For, with a, for a guy with a Baltimore accent, yeah, it's, that's yeah, it's pretty good. Baltimore accent people can't do much better than that. Oh yeah. Okay, moving on. Remember, type in Bitcoin Meister, do a super chat if you have questions. Tom Emmer, the congressman from Minnesota. As we know, Minnesota can have some really freaky uh, Congress. Uh, people <clears throat> uh and then the, you, you can, <laughs> and then they have some free, really freaky citizens too apparently uh you know they don't need police anymore okay well that, that's for beyond bitcoin but tom emmer definitely not like that uh that one uh congress woman uh he he's the opposite of her and he's been talking about bitcoin for quite some time now uh at least since 2018 and i'm not one to put anyone on a pedestal I'm not one to uh, enjoy the the government very much, but I gotta say he he's he's stuck with it. He's had the conviction with Bitcoin, and it's clear that in Congress he is the biggest uh, fan of Bitcoin. And it's good to have fans. It's, oh, it's good to have fans of Bitcoin everywhere. Uh, and he does. So there is a. He was just on the Pomp Show. There's an article here. Bitcoin ain't going anywhere. Anywhere. Okay. It, it Bitcoin ain't going away. It's going to get stronger, says the U.S. Congressman Tom Emmer. I agree that this is for, for all you freaks out, you FUD freaks out there that like to say they're going to make a Bitcoin illegal. Well, first of all, they've, they've, the banks can now uh, store it. All right. That, that, that's, that's gone away. Once that's happened, they're not all of a sudden going to make it, a, the government isn't going to make it illegal all of a sudden. And you've got this huge voice there. He, he, he understands Bitcoin. He loves the decentralized aspects of it. He, he's no fan of centralized money, which is very interesting since uh, well, he's a congressperson. And what's it? I mean, the U.S. dollar is, is, is his money. <laughs> but he's, he's a good guy to have there. Definitely an, an interesting voice in Congress. And he's no fiat freak. He's no fiat freak, which is uh, in the end of the day, it's. Kind of surprising because it, it seems like most of the dudes over there want to uh, protect the U.S. dollar at all costs and become paranoid about it. He, he's got a, a, an open mind. So good for him for to continue to speak his mind and to appear on, on, on a Bitcoin show. I mean, this is good. This is good. So for you got you FUD freaks out there that that think we're one step closer to the government, the United States government making uh, Bitcoin illegal. This is just another example. Uh-uh, we're one step further away from that, dudes, all right? So, yeah, Tom Emmer, keep on doing what you're doing uh, uh, and solve the uh, crypto dividend uh, tax uh, reporting situation. 
which is something that you have uh, also tried to work on in the recent past. Remember, this week in Bitcoin was great. Alex Fetsky, uh, Phil Geiger, and Neil Woodfine were on. And uh, they even talked about, uh, Alex even talked about Fight Club. So that was good. Dan Tapiero, I mentioned him. I mentioned it before. I see we have more. Uh, we have another question. I'll get to in a second. One of he he quoted a, a, a guy at some DeFi organization in his tweet. Sorry, I didn't get the guy's name. It's linked to below though, and I liked what this DeFi person had to say. One of the original sins of the internet is that it never solved money. Our global financial system hasn't monetized alongside the internet over the past thirty years. So you, you have to say that uh, the, the internet has revolutionized uh, retail shopping. It's revolutionized uh, communication. It's revolutionized news uh, distribution. So many things, it, it's changed. But we, we have not had internet money. It did not, I mean, it, it, you can say it solved all of those issues. I mean, it, it innovated, it revolutionized all of those industries, all of those aspects of our lives, okay? Social, the way we interact socially, it, it, it totally changed. But it did not change money. That was one thing that it has not done. So it's kind of cool that we're living in a time when the internet has changed so many things. It hadn't changed money yet until Bitcoin came along. All right, now is the time. Now is the golden age. True, Bitcoin is true internet money, okay? Um, and yes, it, it's amazing that the internet is still developing it still has huge potential and Bitcoin is part of that. And that's awesome. Um, and hey, yeah, if you think you can solve money with DeFi, then go ahead. Go ahead and try. Compete. Don't complain. That's fine. That's Internet. Some sort of Internet money also. So, so is Ethereum sort of. OK, there's many different ways. of it. There's innovation going on. There's true financial innovation going on uh, with the Internet now. Uh, you could say PayPal was. Uh, but that was. That was sticking with the the way it didn't totally revolutionize everything. Okay, it stuck with the traditional banking system. We're talking about a whole new uh, uh, alternative uh, financial system. All right, so uh, that 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 is all, just like social media was a whole new uh, alternative social system. Okay, you you couldn't have pictured social media. In, in 1990, okay, 30 years, they talk about 30 years ago, all right? So Bitcoin, awesome. It solves uh, <laughs> solves one of the original sins of the internet there. Okay? It's solving money. It is solving money. So 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 good job. Speaking of DeFi freaks, in, in Chicago, they actually have a DeFi alliance. I mean, <laughs> it just shows that things are getting frothy. There's now an accelerator exclusively for DeFi startups. Okay, compete, don't complain. Rolando Texas, Bitcoin Meister. Some inside info on Beirut. Uh, there was a tremendous explosion in, in Beirut. I had no inside information on it. I assume that they were storing uh, weapons or, or, or something very explosive in a very improper way. And uh, maybe somebody bombed it and it just, it was, it just created a tremendous explosion. So it, it looks like they were not they were not storing other bombs correctly. I mean that that's what it looked like. It, it, it's free, and uh, you know that they, they have skirmishes there all the time in Lebanon. So, so maybe one one side 
shot the other side, or maybe there was a, just a total, a total mistake, a, a total storage uh, uh, mess up there. Okay, so I, I don't. It, it, my lord, it looks scary as anything though. The video that's coming out of uh, uh, Beirut right now. All right. Next, uh, now we're almost over here. If you last a chance for questions, going once, going twice, almost sold here. Apparently, the government can destroy. This is a tweet from uh, Pierre Rochard, uh, a Francophile speaking about Lebanon. Uh, they speak French there. They at one time spoke French there. Uh, apparently, the government can destroy your business if it is too successful or if there is a viral panic. Might be a good time to sell some equity or issue dividends and accumulate Bitcoin. Permissionless, seizure-resistant, censorship-resistant, and scarce digital money. There we go with that scarcity again. Pierre knows about it, but Pierre's point about the government can destroy your business if it's too successful. Uh, I mean, that's what the, the government wants to do with Facebook and with uh, with all, all, all the big uh, social media people right now. Uh, and of course, if there's a viral panic, uh, we're definitely seeing that right now. Government is, 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 is picking losers and winners and losers, saying what can be shut down. Uh, th this is this is why Bitcoin is an insurance. If, if you're a businessman and you're playing in this realm, in this fascist realm where the United States government can pick winners and losers now, you should have Bitcoin as an insurance uh, because they can't they can't change that. And it's it's it is insurance against the. Uh, such unfortunate situations brought on by uh, government. All right, that's it, dudes. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Surat Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out uh, the links below. Pound that like button and uh, bang that bell button, and I will say hi to you dudes in the chat right now. Thank you all. New show every day.